welcome back to the Rural Roundup, hosted by me, Kerry Hammond. This show is produced in association with the Scottish Government. On today's episode, George and Tiffany chat about the Scottish Agricultural Awards, the Agri-Environment Climate Scheme, or EECS 2024, and the Nature Restoration Fund. Hi George, how are you doing? I'm fine, Tiffany. Um, it's just the two of us again. Um, I know. Yeah, I believe um, some good news from down here, shared elect direction. I know. Massive congratulation um, to Robert on the birth of his new baby girl. Yeah. Very exciting news. Yeah, that's good news indeed. And the next young farmer to be coming through. Yeah, yeah. You'll see her on a podcast in 25 years' time, I'm sure. So, how's things going um, up in Aberdeenshire? Um, harvest is very much getting there. There's still the odd field still to cut. Um, obviously one or two fields still to bale. Um, it's getting colder. Um, nights are starting to draw in, but it's definitely tatty time. Um, there's a lot of tatties being lifted. Um, people are broadly a lot happier than they expected with the harvest. Um, malton barley price is, is pretty decent and the monsters have uh, widened their doors. Um, widen the doors much, <laughs> much wider than normal. Anyway, people like that, and uh, um, quality is not such a big issue, or at least they're taking it. I feel like the quantities that people had, the yields have kind of balanced themselves out throughout harvest. Um, some some crops have been a hit, and some not so much, but it all seems to have averaged out. And everyone down here is saying that it's looking to be slightly above average overall, which is good to hear. I think that's generally we're hearing more and more of that now that that when everybody's tallied up the way way tickets and that it's better than they thought it would be yeah 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 which which i think is a relief for everybody oh yeah and yeah we still have plenty of grass down here so i think people will be looking to keep their cattle out as long as possible as well yeah um the it's been reasonably dry so the, the ground's holding up and yeah same up here there's a livestock are wading through grass it's it's great it's it's good to have some positives when it's been such a choppy year yeah 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 there were a lot of farmers quite worried in the second half of august what what harvest was going to bring but um that 10 days at the start of september really really sorted things out yeah and i think people gradually begin to quieten down as all the field work gets finished off and um, the last of the crops gone into the ground um, and tidied up as I think I've definitely noticed the amount of bale still sitting in fields still to gather up and um, there's yeah. quite a lot still but it'll all get done <laughs> so I noticed that the Scottish government have gone and brought out the draft agricultural um, bill which is great to see because this will be guiding what the support in farming and food production in Scotland's going to be going forward um, so this will be replacing the common agricultural policy, which we currently have. So the aim of the bill is to help farmers to produce uh, what we eat in a sustainable way, as well as looking at things like climate mitigation and biodiversity restoration. Um, so there's lots going to be encompassed within this bill. Um, so it is just the draft legislation and once that goes through we'll then start to get more of the nitty-gritty and um, finding out what's going on 
I think they're also asking for people's opinions, aren't they, Tiffany? Yeah, so they have been asking for people's opinions. Um, so if you'd like to volunteer to go and give some opinions, um, they're asking for people to volunteer. So there's going to be opportunities to take part in surveys, um, interviews and workshops, both online and in person. Um, so if this is something of interest to you, um, you can have a look on the Rural Payments and Services website and it tells you how to do this. So this will be looking at what's changing from 2025 um, and what's being introduced then. Yeah, um, yes, Tiffany, you know, from time to time, there is the opportunity for um, farmers and, and people in rural communities to um, get involved in some of the, the policy um, workings. Um, it's a chance for them to get their points across if they've got concerns about how things are going or, or what they'd like to see. Um, it's their chance to really shape, try and shape policy going forward. Um, and that, that's that's always important that, you know, a wide range of opinions are received and uh, um, hopefully it helps um, deliver a, a policy going forward that's uh, fair and um, delivers, basically. So if you are interested um, in having your voice heard, there is a simple registration of interest form to fill out. Um, and this does not commit you to taking part in any of the research ac activities. So it'd be a great idea just to register your interest as a great starting point. And then it gives you that opportunity to take part. Thinking back to what's currently going on rather than thinking about the future. Um, there's a new agri-environmental scheme for 2024. Um, and there's been announced what some of the changes are for this scheme I think it's great that we still got the agri-environment scheme. I think it's a great way um, of continuing to promote um, things that can help biodiversity and nature. And I think it's important to keep considering if you can do it on your farm. Yeah, um, the Eeks is um, it, it's reasonably popular up in the northeast. Uh, um, I would say that there's there's quite a lot of um, farmers. Uh, been in Eeks and there was of course previous schemes rural stewardship schemes um uh and and, and other schemes before that countryside um was a countryside premium scheme uh going way back and um yeah th there's there's been a lot of loyal followers and um it is an opportunity uh for farmers to take a look and uh you know develop some of the habitats on their farm so there are some changes to the Agri-Environment Scheme for 2024 compared to what it was in 2023. I think one of the most positive changes that I saw was that pond creation and restoration is now part of the scheme um, for next year. You are restricted to 2,000 metres squared per application and 600 metres squared per pond, but I think it's a great way um, to having ponds back on farms and promoting people to either create them or restore them because there's such a diverse range of habitats within them. Yeah, I know I know that EECS is, and um, of course EECS, it, it's not just about the environmental schemes, there's also funding for slurry stores. Um, I, I think the details are still to be finalised um, for the current um, application window. And also, of course, there is uh, organic conversion and maintenance funding available as well. Um, so that's been announced again. Um, 
aches it, it has delivered um maybe even following on from previous games i know locally um corn buntings uh, it, it it's helped keep corn bunting numbers up on the, up in the northeast um through the well bird seed options and late mowing of grass um that's been replicated through the country there's been support for waders and, and such like corn creeks and in other areas um i think what we've also seen here is a uh, one option stubble full by, by uh, green manures that's almost introduced the concept of cover crops and green manures to quite a lot of farmers um even once they come out of uh environmental schemes they still are quite tempted to sow some sort of cover crop or a green manure just because they can see the wider benefits and whether that is for uh, wildlife um building up soil organic matter or even residual fertility for following crops it's sort of opened the eyes to to something different and it's something that's becoming much more important going forward it's definitely noticeable as well down here and um, a lot of the benefits that can be seen I know there's farms that can walk out and they'll go and see 10, 20 curlews now, which previously there never was that number um, in the area and they go out and see that. There was one um, that we actually put in for an application um, in 2023, wait and see whether or not the farmer gets it or not. But what was really interesting is they went and did a bird survey um, and they had a field that they were doing a bird survey in and it had been down as forage crop over the winter and then it was, was planned on being ploughed at the beginning um, of May and after the person went out to do the bird survey he saw lapwings and um, went out the second time to have another look see what there was in those lapwing chicks so we then spoke to the farmer got them to delay ploughing the field until the middle of June and it just meant that all those lapwing chicks would survive. So that was even before he'd gone into the scheme, just by going and applying for it and doing a bird survey, he realised what he had. Otherwise, he would have gone in the field, put the plough on the back, and it could have been a young boy going and ploughing the field, not realising there was a nest there. So it just goes to show is being aware of what you already have on the farm, as well as what you can benefit going forward with these um, agri-environment schemes. It, you're right there it does increase the awareness and, and even best practice as well um when you're managing certain areas um i think that that's quite apparent and it's amazing when you actually sit down and we're with a farmer and go through one of these schemes and yes there's a financial aspect and it's easy to say oh, that you know um there's there's the money there but when you're speaking it through the, the the farm they have a genuine interest in the habitats on their farm and the wildlife and that and they'll they'll rattle off what they've seen um so yeah they they, they know they're trying to do it for the you know the the greater good so to speak it definitely is the greater good so you mentioned before about the slurry and the organic um conversion or maintenance that was available as well i think it's worth mentioning when these application windows all are so for the slurry stores, um, it's said to be opening in early 2024. We don't yet have any details any further on that. There is information about um, standalone organic conversion and maintenance. So the application window opens on the 1st of February and closes on the 31st of July 2024. And for the agri-environment scheme, 
It opens on the 1st of February and closes on the 10th of June 2024. I think it's also worth noting that if, if you're planning on putting in for organic conversion and maintenance, along with doing agri-environment scheme, the deadline is the 10th of June. So it's making sure you're aware of this so you don't miss out. Um, one thing I, I, I know that um, more and more AICS has kind of progressed and the application process now, there's more photographs required, uh, habitats and things like that. So if anybody is thinking they maybe haven't been in before, um, you know, there's, there's the update, the the guidance is still being updated, finalised, but there's a targeting tool. You pop in your holding number and it shows the options that are open to you. Um, it can be worth starting a conversation early um, about, you know, what you'd like to do, what you'd try to do. Um, it can just get some of the work done out of the way. Um, it just saves a bit of time later on, saves a mad rush. Yeah, it is definitely worth starting early. And I think it's worth noting as well um, that IAC's deadline is the 15th of May. So if you are using a consultant to help you put your application in, they'll be busy trying to um, complete single application forms while doing your EEC scheme. So the earlier you can start, I think you'll be quite grateful for that as well. As well, if you find that an agri-environmental scheme is not quite right for you, um, there's also the Nature Restoration Fund and it's um, in, aimed to encourage applicants with projects that restore wildlife and habitats on land and sea and address the twin crisis of biodiversity loss and climate change. So they're offering grant funding um, from £25,000 up to £250,000 um, for activities that can take up to 24 months from the start of the project. Um, so I think if you do have some big projects in mind, this would be worth having a look at. Yeah, um, I think the, the the main features of it are, um, well, uh, the priorities are habitat species restoration, freshwater restoration, uh, coastal and marine initiatives. Again, it's it's looking at restoration. Um also, there's also an element of um, trying to control invasive non-native species uh, because these can impact on um, native habitats. Uh, and there's also urban, uh, an urban theme where they're trying to connect uh, nature across towns, cities. If it is something that you'd be interested in, you can submit an expression of interest in the first instant and um, the excellent at getting back to you will have a conversation with you about uh, what you're planning on doing and as well as giving you some inspiration or ideas of other suggestions that you could be carrying out. Um, so this is open to farmers. It could be a group of farmers or it could be a larger company or organisation that's doing, doing the work as well. Um, so if there is something you're looking at doing in your area, it's definitely worth having a look at. Yes, Tiffany. It's it um as the nights are drawing in again. The uh, it's getting to the time of the year when there's more events and AGMs and such like. And the Scottish Agricultural Awards have been announced. Um, they are going to be at the end of the month, uh, down in Glasgow. Uh, there's a lot of categories there. Um, now obviously there's there's other agricultural awards, but these ones are targeted in Scotland. Um, 
yeah, it's something that's it's grown and grown, and um, it'll be a night for the farming community to kick their wellies off and uh, get on their dancing shoes, presumably. I think it's great that the Scottish Agricultural Awards get their own evening because it used to be part of AgriScot, and I think having it as its own evening is a great way to showcase the outstanding work that farmers and individuals and businesses are doing. And these are people who are really driving the industry forward and ensuring sustainability. So I think it's only right that they get a proper celebration um, and an opportunity to showcase what they have been doing um, and get recognised for the outstanding work they're doing as well. Yeah, yeah. And it's, it's another advertisement really for Scottish agriculture as well. So it's, it's, it's good. So there is a whole heap of different awards and there seems to be three people nominated or three businesses or um, groups nominated for each of those as well. So I think it'll be really interesting to see who comes out on top as well. Yeah, yeah. So what do you have coming up over the next week, George? Um, it's amazing how uh, we've kept busy all summer and we're still busy. Um, there's there's quite a lot of carbon audits on the books. There's uh, nutrient management plans to be sorted out. Um, and there's also a couple of farmer meetings coming off as well. So um, there's plenty to do. Um, but um, I'm sure it's pretty much the same down in the borders. Yeah, there's there always seems to be something to do. I do have a nice list of carbon audits um, and they're just gradually trickling in with the actual information coming back from the farmers, um, which is good. And I'm busy arranging a few meetings. I've got some FAS Connect uh, meetings, which I'm really looking forward to. And I have a women in agriculture meeting in a couple of weeks, which I'm in the middle of arranging. And we're going to have a look around one of the vet labs, which I think is a bit different, um, putting a live post-mortem on in front of people. So I'm actually really looking forward to it. Yes. <laughs> I was just saying, that's something to do just before lunch day. Bye, George. Bye, Tiffany. As we move into autumn and the weather begins to turn, steading drainage, slurry storage and the ability to get out on the field are all considerations that will come to the fore. Join us at Low Ward Nuke Farm in Ayrshire on the 25th of October to see how Hugh Smith has used funding under the Agri-Environment Climate Scheme, or EECS, to support investment in much needed slurry storage capacity. We'll also have guest speakers from SEPA and SAC Consulting to discuss preparing rams mats and their importance. And of course, to get an update on future funding for slurry storage. With opportunities to ask plenty of questions and lunch included, this one isn't to be missed. Have you ever wondered what goes on in the local SRUC vet lab? Join us at Grey Crook on Thursday the 19th of October at 1.30, where SRUC Veterinary Investigation Officer Andrew Robinson will show us around the lab. Andrew will discuss what the lab does, the services offered, and there will be a post-mortem demonstration. Discussions will focus on how the veterinary lab can be used in conjunction with your own vet and on current animal health and welfare concerns. This meeting is part of the Borders Women in Agriculture group. However, it encourages both women and men to attend the meeting. Everyone's welcome. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Rural Roundup. 
We'll see you back here on the 25th of October for our next episode, a spotlight on rural policy with Stephen Thompson. The Farm Advisory Service Podcast. Audio advice on livestock, crops and soils, environment, rural business and more. Brought to you in association with the Scottish Government.